Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis McEntee, with the lovely co-host. Lisa McEntee, here and in the flesh. Awesome, Lisa. Glad we can always do this. Fun conversations. And so we're going to kind of continue the idea of these mistakes leaders make when trying to take the drama out of their team. Yeah, so we talked to we talked to leaders all the time. We've, we've spoken with leaders over the last 30 years, um, helped them with their organizations, helped them with their companies just um, becoming better leaders, increasing the efficiency and productivity in their organizations. And some of these um, things that we are talking about these, these next several podcasts are topics that have come up quite frequently. When we've speaking with these different leaders, we have compiled a list quite an extensive list of mistakes that leaders make. And we've just kind of picked some of our favorite to talk with you about them. And actually, so what's amazing is we've got the 76 mistakes. We've come up with 76 and you know, the list might be still growing. You know, I think 76 mistakes just scratches the surface, but these are the ones that are most common, like that we see repeatedly over and over again, over the last 30 years, these are mistakes that have come up quite often. So the mistake we want to talk about today is playing the ostrich, right? Sticking our head in the sand and pretending things are not there. And we call that playing the ostrich. And it's almost like this idea of like, if I don't see it, it's not really there. It doesn't exist. It's almost like Sergeant. If I don't acknowledge it. Well, and it's almost like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's. I see nothing. I see nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Right. Right. And how many leaders? Colonel Hogan, I don't want to know. Right. And how many leaders, they, they have that same kind of idea. It's like, well, as long as I don't see it, it's not really there. As long as you don't tell me or I don't look around the corner, it's not happening. Well, it well, and I re- I'll never forget one leader who came to me before I was working with his organization. And he was so proud, Lisa, how there just was not any drama in his team, there in his organization. And I was there for about a half hour just meeting with some different team members. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of complaining, a lot of backbiting, a lot of people not taking ownership, not taking responsibility, not self-directed. I thought, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of drama here. And he didn't see it. No, but I realized as I kind of watched his behavior, his MO was like come in the morning at eight o'clock and go right to his office. Right. Shut the door, work. Five o'clock, open up his office door and go home. No interaction, right. no and feedback. It, right. And of course, in his little office, in his own little mind, there was no drama. And they sure weren't coming to him with letting him know what was going on. Right. And so you can't play the ostrich. If if you're not getting results and if you're not getting the outcomes that you want, we guarantee you that drama is in play. Now, mm. when we say drama, we're talking about people playing the victim, right? People not taking responsibility and ownership, people complaining and blaming. And people not communicating. Right. Those, those are the results of drama. And many times those are the reasons why you're not really producing the results or the outcomes that you really want to see in your organization. And oftentimes when organizations and companies, they stall out, there, there's typically a something, uh, an underlying root that you can reach down and figure it out. What, like, what is that that's tying you from um, productivity that's tying you from growth? What is that? What is that linchpin? Well, and it's almost, well, it's because it's always a behavior. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think the fatal flaw 
and this is not the one we're talking about today, is that we think, okay, we're going to get a handbook. We're going to get a policy. We're going to get a procedure. Mm. And and we're not. That's another good mistake. That's that's another. I mean, a bad mistake. That's another bad mistake. Well, and we're not against those things, right? I think you need to create. They're super helpful. You need to create clarity. But there's this mistake that sometimes like, okay, we created a policy. It's all fixed. Hmm. And the reality is, is that nothing changes until behavior changes. Right. And as leaders, we are really in the behavior change game. Yep. So we want to encourage people like, let's not play the ostrich. Okay. And so when we're not playing the ostrich, it's like issues, challenges, they really get handled quicker. Results speed up. And there really is less and less drama to deal with. And what we've seen is that, you know, just because you don't deal with it, Lisa, does the issue go away? Hmm. Just because you don't deal with it means it doesn't exist. (laughs) Well, if you don't deal with it, it typically becomes bigger too, doesn't it? And it doesn't exist. (laughs) What issue? I what see issue? nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> what oh, are you man. talking about? There is no problem. Right? What's your problem? I don't have any problems. <laughs> and so it, if you don't address it, it doesn't go, it doesn't mean it just doesn't go away. Here's what happens is that when people have a problem, they said, do they typically run towards it or run away from it? That would depend. That would depend on how self-aware they are and how leader aware they are. Yeah. And it's almost, it's almost like many times people do avoid, it's kind of like, they kind of, it's that human nature. Yes. I was just going to say that human nature is to kind of run from the problem. Yeah. And what we've realized is that the pain never leaves. In fact, the longer you wait to deal with it, the more acute the pain gets. Right. So the fastest way to get rid of the pain is to run toward it and to embrace it. Right. So what pain are you running from? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Maybe ask yourself. And our encouragement is, is like, just step in and let's just deal with it. So right now on the Drama Free Living podcast, we are actually having a little drama because we've got our son and daughter-in-law's dog. We have our grandpa. We have our grandpa with us and he's right here in the home studio and he's decided to bark a little bit. Yeah. So enjoy him. He's sweet. His name is Arvo and you would love him. Yeah, so send Arvo a note. We'll put it, we'll put Arvo's, um, does he have an Instagram? I don't think he does. He probably will have an Instagram after this. But <laughs> we'll, we'll put his Instagram. He'll just, he can just share, share your Instagram. <laughs> Right, so we'll have a picture picture of Arvo in the podcast notes, so you'll get to see Arvo. Let's just kind of think through this, Lisa, right? Is that the quality of your life is in the amount of things you have. Or the lack of quality is in the amount of things you, or the things you tolerate for good or bad. Explain that a little bit, because that's, that is a very powerful statement. Well, almost think about this, right? We, we have these tolerations, typically frustrations, irritants, they're just a little, they're just a little aggravating, but I'm just kind of putting up with it. Right. And the more of those I have, the less quality of life I have. Hmm. And I think a great sort of exercise is to think through what am I tolerating and then how can I deal with it? How can I alleviate some of the acuity of the pain that's going along with the toleration? Can you give me an example of something you're tolerating and or something somebody would be tolerating and how they can deal with that? Well, for example, maybe I'm tolerating having a messy car. Okay. Right. I'm claiming I'm compa- I'm complaining to you about it. Right. Right. Why is the car always messy? But I'm not doing anything to alleviate it. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of tolerating it. Okay. I'm not necessarily dealing with it. And almost like this whole idea of playing the ostrich is almost like whenever you don't deal with something, 
and you can sometimes even know it's there, but sort of mm-hmm. turn a blind eye. It's still there, and it's still a little bit painful. So we want we want to encourage you to do the podcast today to to really run towards the problem. You're right. So another example of tolerating would be reports are supposed to be on your desk by 5 p.m. on Friday, so they can be reviewed, so we know what we can do starting the new week. And the reports are never on the desk by 5 p.m. Friday. They typically trickle in by midday Monday, which the whole point of the reports would be to review so then we can start effectively for a new week. But yet we're tolerating the lack of punctuality on our 5 p.m. report on Friday. And so our whole week, the next week is off to a delayed start and and less effective because we don't have the reports that we need. So we can't start the new week off fresh and knowing exactly where things are at. Right. So by not addressing, say, that issue, you're really putting the auspices. And you're just allowing the cycle to continue. It becomes cyclical. Absolutely. So this really is a skill. I think that's the key thing that we want to kind of walk through is that this is a skill of being able to confront issues and challenges quickly. So they really increase your peace. You get more joy like in your job by just getting through this faster. So whenever you feel the pain, run towards the pain. Don't run away from it. You don't want to include in, you don't want to encourage self-perpetuating issues. And how many leaders do that? Mm, all of us. Yeah. And then and then we're mad when we've never addressed We're frustrated. Yeah. And so we want you to lower your frustrations a little bit by asking yourself, what am I tolerating? Okay, what can I do? So here's a couple ideas real quick. This is that whatever you don't address you actually endorse. Pretty powerful statement. And we tell teams all the time and leaders, hey, listen, you cannot complain about what you permit. Hmm. How many times does something crazy happen at work and you don't address it, you go home and complain to your spouse about it. Hmm. And then your spouse says, hmm, what are you going to do with that problem you have? It sounds very similar to things that you and I have worked with, right? So whatever you don't address, you actually endorse. And so sometimes you actually endorse the behavior, right? So I could actually endorse not having the reports done on time, mm-hmm. right? If I, if I play the ostrich and don't address it, right. I'm actually endorsing this very same issue. So we have a leader that he says this little catchphrase that I love. He says, Dennis, he says, silence is actually compliance. Wow. Yeah. So silence is actually compliance. So whatever you address, you endorse. And listen, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. It's still there. Yeah. And it's not going to go away. It doesn't. It's it's not like the um, magic bathroom floor that we talked about before. It's it just disappears and you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, it's still going to be. There. Now, this is an interesting idea is, okay. is that you never correct what you're unwilling to confront and you never confront what you're afraid of. Hmm. So if you're afraid of something, you typically don't confront you, it. You typically do and then therefore... You can't correct it. Right. And, and so, actually, so then you have to really go to the, to the basis of what is it? Why not? What am I playing the ostrich on? But why am I playing the ostrich on? Yeah. And our research has shown that nine times out of 10, it's some kind of underlying fear. Hmm. So uh, something that happens quite frequently, especially in today's marketplace that we're in, is that, you know, there, there's a labor shortage, right? Yes. And so and it's affecting everyone. It affects everyone everywhere. And one thing that we've noticed is that at times employees can hold 
leaders hostage. Team members can hold leaders hostage. Absolutely. Right. Because they, they say things like, well, you can't fire me. You don't have anybody to work the night shift. Hmm. And, or they may not even say that, but they know it. Right. They can hold it over you without even verbalizing it. Right. And then leaders feel like they're held hostage. And the truth is, is that if you don't confront that fear, that first of all, that fear in yourself of being understaffed. Right. Or maybe like, you know, having to work, maybe you're the one that has to step into work nights because you don't have a team member that can step in and do that. So if you don't confront that fear first, then you'll never confront it. And Lisa, I think that's part of the reason leaders play the ostrich is they, they feel this fear and they don't want to step in and have the hard conversation. That reminds me of another kind of situation. This is a personal one back from when our kids were teenagers and, and the, and the dirty dishes issue, because the underlying fear would have been losing the relationship or losing the communication with our kids. Do you want to talk about that one? You know, I, I kind of saw that happen, you know, with me is that we have, you know, certain kids that are maybe have a little bit more energy, right? A little bit more passion about. Now, all of our kids are, we're empty nesters now. They're out of the house, but back when they were older teenagers and. Right. Uh, One thing that around a little bit afraid of is kind of losing the relationship. Mm-hmm. And with them. So I thought, okay, do I want to address the, is- the issue of the dishes? It's got to be fixed. It's a toler- I'm just kind of tolerating. It's irritating. It's kind of aggravating, but I'm kind of complaining to you about it, but not addressing it. But for me to step in and have the conversation, well, that could be a little bit explosive. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't know quite the right words or have like maybe all of the skills, or maybe I might blow it. Or, or not wanting to ruin the relationship. And so a little bit, like I kind of played the ostrich about mm-hmm. the dishes. Yeah. And how did that make you feel? Well, it did not alleviate the issue. In mm-hmm. fact, it made it worse inside of me. Mm-hmm. It made the frustration grow and grow and grow. And here's where it gets even worse is that sometimes, like if you don't address the emotion to it, it will eventually come out. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen- Probably when you least expect. Right. And it kind of comes out as like this ugly monster that kind of comes out in rage or wrath or like a biting comment Mm. instead of when I can just have a logical, calm conversation. Right. And these, these calm, logical conversations, these are, these are to happen during non-conflict times. These are to happen during like peak peak satisfaction times when, when you're the most happy, when things are the most at peace is when you bring up these difficult conversations. Yeah, Cause kind of the key to living a drama free life is, is walking through the pain. It's, it's not, not having the pain or not having the emotion, but boom, you have the emotion, you have the pain, the aggravation, the irritation, but you step into it, you mm-hmm. step into it and navigate it and deal with it mm-hmm. instead of like allowing it to fester and then complaining and blaming and playing the victim. And, and then that just leads you through like a, a horrible drama cycle. Yeah. Now, this is something that you've done really well, like even in our marriage, is this whole idea of don't let the little foxes spoil the minds. Right. So why don't you give, you, give us some examples because you've dealt with a lot of foxes in our marriage. Yes, lots of foxes. But I think in any relationship, um, parenting relationship, work relationship, marriage, I think there's a lot of foxes. Now, this statement um, probably must have been 25, 30 years ago. I remember our pastor saying, you know, saying it, uh, talking about the little foxes spoiling the vines. And he had talked about when they were over, I think it was like Italy or whatever, and that they, the, vineyard owners, they had to really protect 
the vineyard and they had to protect the grapes because it wasn't this, the major blights that would destroy their crop. It was the animals little by little that would come in at night and that would eat the fruit. And then, and they would not even notice it. It was just a little bit at a time each night they would come in, they would eat the fruit. The next night they would come in and eat the fruit and slowly just basically destroy the crop from the vineyard. And so then when it came time to, um, you know, harvest the, the grapes, they just, they didn't have the produce than the production that they would have had because the foxes had come in, the animals had come in and eaten them. And that we, I, he just, he brought that home into use in relationships and use in marriages. And those little foxes are the little things or the little irritants that bother you and they keep bothering you and they keep happening. It's the clothes on the bathroom floor and not making the bed in the morning, not making the bed in the morning, dirty dishes in the, in the uh, sink. Yeah. Leaving the toilet seat up. All of of these little things, squeezing the toothpaste from the middle of the tube. Not putting the, not putting the paper, not putting the toilet paper on the toilet paper roll, but setting it right next to it. I don't see anything wrong with that. And these, and these are little, these are small things. There are, are, but there's even bigger things like um, putting the phone down when we're having a conversation. Now that's a little bit bigger issue than squeezing the toothpaste from the middle of the tube. Um, There's things like, coming home on time. And if you're not coming home on time to communicate, there's things like talking about finances and being open about where things are actually at, what it looks like being in um, unison and unity on what's happening and not hiding things, not hiding purchases, these little foxes. And it's, they're things that chip away at relationships, at companies, at organizations, over time, just little by little. And if you let them pretty soon, the crop is destroyed. The relationship is destroyed. The company is destroyed. And I think our goal is like, not don't let, don't the crop be destroyed. Don't let the crop be destroyed. If it's something that's small and it's bothering you when it's a good time, when it's a time of peace, not a time of war, when it's a time of peace, you just bring it up. You say, you know, Hey, I'd like to talk about a couple of things that are just kind of bother me a little bit. And, you know, you do those things when everybody's happy, you don't do it at the end of a fight and say, and by the way, whatever. Well, and so anytime you avoid it, Lisa, you're really playing the ostrich. And, you're, and you can play the ostrich like that with the little foxes in with your employees. You can play it with your executive team. If you don't bring these things up, everybody does things differently and that's okay. But being able to agree that this is the way we're going to do it. And if you're in charge of it, you can do it your way, even though. I don't like it. That's okay. But being it, just being able to communicate those things. Well, it's also, we've seen this with employees. Yes. Right. Is that they allow the vine of the relationship with their employer to get, you know, eaten away, eaten away. They, they never address it. They never bring it up. And then they quit. Right? They get up and walk out on you. Yeah. And then a little bit like the employer is going, well, what just happened? They had no idea. Maybe it was a blind spot and it doesn't have to be this way. Yes. If we learn in all areas not to play the ostrich, 
to bring things up, to bring them out in the open. And I think the best idea is that sunlight is the best disinfectant. Mm -hmm. So whatever stays in the dark kind of grows. It's kind of like mold. It just kind of just grows. But we want to encourage you like to bring these things out into the light. If you want to have drama-free relationships, have a drama-free life, then, then live in the light. Like be transparent, bring these things out in the open. Now do a pro, you know, especially, you know, at work, do it in a pro way. Don't, we're not saying air all of your dirty laundry, but don't play the ostrich. Yeah. Dress it when it comes up and, and you're really going to see your joy, your peace. You're going to see it increase and you're going to have less complaining, less blame. And this, these are the things that increase employee satisfaction and increase employee retention. And they are real. They are real. So don't play the ostrich. Absolutely. Awesome. So whatever you don't address, you endorse. Don't complain about what you permit. You don't confront what you're afraid of, and you can't correct it if you don't confront it. And don't let the little foxes spoil the vines. So we want to encourage you to step into an issue. And in fact, whenever I say whatever you don't address, you endorse in a workshop, almost all the time, 100% of the time, Lisa, leaders think of an issue that they haven't addressed. Oh, God, goodness. Oh, I got to talk about it. And usually those things that pop in, the first thing that hits your mind, that's that's what needs to be taken care of first. Yeah. So whatever hit your mind when we said that, put it on your calendar. Go do, it. do it. Go do it. Just do it. If it hit your mind, you go do it. And we'll see you next time on the Drama From Podcast.